Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. The U.S. inflation print came in, and while it was lower than the previous month, it definitely missed expectations. This set the stock market reeling and all but guaranteed anything but a soft landing. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast and YouTube channel. We today are talking a little bit about the big announcement last week, of course, being the U.S. inflation print. So it did lower. It hit 8.3%. This is down uh, just 0.2% from the previous month. But the big issue, not in that it's going down, it's not going down enough. Economists had predicted closer to uh, a 0.4% reduction. And with that miss, the stock market took it on the chin right away. I mean, uh, Dow dropped in excess of 1,200 points in one day. This was the biggest one-day decrease in the stock market dating back to 2020. Um, Again, this all but solidifies what the Fed is going to do next week with their rate hike. All but guaranteed here to probably be 0.75% increase. That's going to bring them up to 3.25%, sitting exactly where Canada is today. This will mark the highest interest rate the Fed has pushed forward dating back to the global financial crisis in 2008. Yes, it was dropping there, but they're about to match where it was during that era. And the thing about this as well, uh, this is going to likely push Canada to have to do further rates as well. Before the Fed print here of inflation, it was estimated maybe another 0.25 or 0.5 at the October announcement that could get pushed higher now, or at least definitely be that 0.5 now increasing the likelihood of another announcement at their final date of the year being in December. Again, we are looking now at pretty much anything but a soft landing. Things are hard now and the landing is only going to get harder. Yeah. And before I get into the affordability pressures and things like that, uh, first of all, guys, welcome back um, to the channel. Uh, Ryan Dash here, joined by obviously my business partner and co-host, Dan Wardle. Uh, We run a real estate team out of Vancouver and we make educational videos and podcasts for our clients and our online community to make sense of what is a really complicated real estate market. Um, We would love it if you gave us a big thumbs up, hit that subscribe button as it helps other awesome people just like you learn from the content we produce each week. If you like this video, please hit the likes and uh, by all means, feel free to reach out to either of the numbers. Dan and I love to talk about real estate and love to talk about your particular circumstance. That being said, Dan, let's jump back into affordability um, because this news comes on the heels of Canada in just increasing at a 0.75% last week. Uh, the big five banks are now offering variable rate mortgages above 5%. Man. Seven months ago, eight months ago, you could get a variable rate for 1.2, 1.3. Incredible. Um, fixed rates now are hovering just under 6% on average. That makes qualifying very difficult 
And affordability is definitely an issue here. Um, this is destroying housing affordability, which just saw the steepest, the steepest quarterly deterioration on record in Q2. So the housing affordability index sits at 48%. This is the highest since 1991. And as housing demand is all about confidence, you could expect that confidence to continue to erode in the upcoming months. Um, lower demand, obviously, um, this is the uh, demand destruction cycle that we're in right now, without a doubt. People are inundated right now with headlines about predictions of how low it's going to go. Uh, the, 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 basically guarantee of future rate hikes and everything. So of course, yes, confidence is getting hammered and it's momentum. There is unquestionably momentum right now to the downside of housing. And this is going to continue for a while. It's going to take a while for this to bottom and, and, and come back around. And it will likely take the first and definitely the second rate reduction, interest rate reduction to happen before sentiment likely changes that time horizon currently looking like Q1, Q2 of next year. But for now, you can expect the sentiment to stay to the downside for sure. This is, of course, exasperated by the employment market. People need jobs to buy homes. And last month, we saw Canada lose about 30, no, excuse me, 40,000 jobs for the month. Third month in a row of declines. We're now looking at about 114 job losses in the last three months combined. This is the largest decrease in employment dating back to, again, the global financial crisis. So many things that are happening in our landscape right now are emulating 2008-2009. Interestingly, though, the construction jobs are getting hammered down about 38,000 positions during that time frame. And this is almost predominantly in the renovation space. Because do keep in mind, we are also sitting at all-time high new construction. So a lot of those people are still employed here building the new homes, though I would likely think those are going to start to roll over soon, those numbers, because, of course, developers are now pulling back on what's happening out there with these uh, lower, obviously, purchase demands. And uh, we're still sitting at, at high construction costs. Okay. Yes, please. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say, I mean, um, you know, we've gone through a number of, of pre-sale uh, projects here in, in the last month. Um, and we're even seeing developers that are only promising to sell, sell half the building at this point, um, just to get enough under, under contract so that they can achieve their financing um, requirements and, and build. But then they're going to hold the rest of the product and sell when the market gets better. Um, so... It's very difficult when inflation runs where it's at right now to know if it's going to be profitable in two years for the builder, right? So that's why they're they're holding back some of their products, um, and you'll continue to see inventory get squeezed. And it really doesn't surprise me that um, the vast majority of those construction jobs are in the renovation market, as that was the free-flowing capital over the last two years was, was in the families of uh, homeowners and things like that. Um, without those jobs, um, you know, and, and the restriction of credit or the restricted flow of credit. Yeah. You're going to start to see, um, increasing numbers of, of unemployment, in my opinion. That 38,000 reduction, it's the, the biggest decline dating back to 2005. So it, it's a significant shift in that industry. And again, yeah. we're, we're saying it's largely in the renovation space because, 
a lot of people were paying for the renovations with their HELOCs, with their lines of credit. And when the average interest payment has doubled since the beginning of this year, understandably, people are going to pull back on spending that money at that type of interest rate. Totally. Now, employment overall jumped half a percent last month up to 5.4%. Sure, still low overall, but keep in mind, that's a big jump, half a Mm. percent. We've only seen that five other times since 1976. Wow. Jump. Now, Holy cow. Interestingly, <clears throat> exactly. So this is something to pay attention to. This is a big metric. Next month, we'll speak a lot to this as far as if this trend is continuing or even increasing. On the flip, still close to a million job vacancies. So people are having options, but maybe not liking what is out there right now for their new job opportunities. Those million will likely start to roll over as well. And we're going to see that number decrease in the upcoming months. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's take a look again, uh, maybe a little bit around the country, the other major market, uh, Toronto. Um, I think without a doubt, Toronto has been hit harder than Vancouver, at least to date. Uh, Rate hikes are very apparent in that Toronto housing market. Sales are down 35% year over year uh, for August, and that's the lowest since the 90s. (laughs) Condos, um, particularly, you're getting hit the hardest. They've seen a reduction of about 41% in sales. And this is uh, due in part, likely, um, to investors pulling back. Um, A condo bought at 80% loan-to-value. At market rents are facing a negative $1,200 a month in in, uh, cash flow. Um, Compare that to 2019, when the average was $100 in positive cash flow. So quite a significant swing. Um, active listings are up a staggering 62%. And the medium price is also down a staggering 23% since the February highs. So without a doubt, um, interest rate hikes are definitely working. Um, I think also, Dan, yeah, just taking a macro look at things here too, you know, um, the Royal Bank has come out and said that we'll be in a recession next year. Uh, they're the only ones so far with the kahunas to have come out and said that. Um, you look at all the G7 nations too, um, and it's only England right now um, that's come out and said that as a, as a nation, they will be in a recession um, as of uh, Q2 of 2023. And, um, you know, everybody's got recession on the mind right now. Everybody's talking about recession, right? So, Usually that means we're right on the cusp of it. Um, it's in every headline. It's all over Twitter. It's all over, um, well, all over all the channels that we follow. And so that means, you know, in the next six to eight months, it's likely going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, and do remember that these inflationary pressures that we've seen, um, only coming off by 0.2%, everybody throughout the summertime, spends money on traveling. They spend money on fuel. They spend money going camping. They spend money, right? Um, as interest rate hikes have happened over the summertime, I think a lot of people have, uh, are now come September, October, November, they're going to batten down uh, the hatches when it comes to their own household spending. And I think we should start to see some of that inflation taper. Um, it's behavioral in that respect. So uh, again, we'll see. I think the next couple of months are going to be really telling. And I think the Bank of Canada has their, well, all, all central banks for that matter, really have their work cut out for them 
um, going forward here as it's going to be a much more delicate process than it was in over the last six to eight months. Totally agree. And let's keep in mind here, all these rate hikes that we've seen, we're only starting to feel the effects of the first few now. The most recent ones are really going to be felt in another three to six months. So this yeah. thing is still escalating to the downside. Totally. totally. Now let's compare what's happening locally here in Vancouver compared to Toronto. Ryan just mentioned their median price down 23%. Well, locally, we're sitting at minus 14% in Vancouver. We're down 14% off of the highs from February, March of this year. The thing that is most noticeable, and we've been saying this for about three months, and it is still true, active listings went up 62% year over year in Toronto. Vancouver, they're down 2%. (laughs) That is a radically different behavior in our marketplace compared to Toronto. Sellers and buyers are in a tug of war. Sellers are not listing right now. Buyers are not buying right now. So much so that September, where we're recording this on the 15th, and to date, there's about 442 total sold for this month. We are trending to by far have the lowest sales volume for the month of September ever by a long shot. And of course, when it comes to around 1,100 or less homes sold in a month, it's only happened about six times. Holy cow. And we are going to be there this month, by the way things are trending. Interestingly, though, on top of this, prices are flat for the month here in Vancouver. We have not seen them come down. They started off actually early, or sorry, they were up early on in the, in the month. As of today, the 15th, they are basically flat compared to where they were to end August. We've got two months of data to go. Again, it's a market freeze out there. No one's buying, no one's selling. And that's kind of keeping prices stable. Uh, we, we've we just today seen inventory crack 10,000 for the first time in three months. That is very low for a fall market. Hmm. Uh, quick look here too, nationally. National home prices off another 1.6% during August, bringing the total declines to 12%. And this is HPI, remember. So this Mm. will dig deeper to the downside. This is actually the, like basically the steepest decline we've seen since 2005 when the HPI was introduced. So this is an all time rapid HPI decline dating back at least 17 years. And to be quite frank, um, I, they're not done. (laughs) Um, you know, the, as of the last rate hikes, the words that came out of uh, Tiff Macklin's mouth were, you know, I know that we're at the target rate that we, we had mentioned earlier, but there's still persistent inflation in the marketplace. And you could expect, I think, <clears throat> we'll expect over 4% by Q1, Q2 of next year uh, in terms of, of interest rates. I think that that's uh, an unfortunate reality that we're going to have to deal with. But, um, you know, at that point, the economy will grind <laughs> uh, to a halt at some point here, at which point, um, you know, these pressures, these rate hike cycles will create a rather hard landing. Um, I just don't see the outcome being soft at all. Um, and I think from there, maybe we start to see a bit, a bit of a recovery, but we're, we're still six, eight, even 12 months in many ways uh, away from, from that recovery, in my opinion. Good look at what's coming ahead. There is more pain. It's going to get harder. There's no question about it, especially for people who don't learn their lessons. Uh, our premier, 
Justin Trudeau has come out and decided the cure for inflation is essentially to print more money. Uh, <laughs> no, this is what has largely put us in this position now was the BOC printing or the Fed printing in 23% new money during the pandemic. That's why inflation is where it is now. Trudeau has come out and said, to help with rising prices, we're going to create more money and throw it out to people who are having a hard time covering these expenses. Somewhere to the tune of $3.2 billion is going to be handed out in rebates and to renters to help them survive this high inflationary environment. Interestingly, a few people don't think this is a good idea, including the CIBC, the Bank of Montreal, and the Bank of Nova Scotia have all sort of come up with their rebuttal saying this is a bad idea. Stop printing money. It mm-hmm. is not helping. And so maybe a change in government is needed. That is not our control today, but uh, we know sort of what to expect here on the, uh, at the next, um, excuse me, at the next election. Yeah. I mean, look, if you, you study any book on economics, whether it's Austrian book of economics or the Keynesian book of economics, um, either way, uh, you know, massive stimulus of cash increases inf- the, the, the risk of inflation, sudden injection of cash. It's just not the right, uh, it's not the right tool or lever to pull, uh, considering where we're at. Um, but again, our prime minister has come out and said he doesn't really care for monetary policy. So I, it's kind of par for the course. Um, but I don't think it's the right, I don't think it's the right avenue to take. Um, <clears throat> some of this pain, people have to go through the pain. I mean, they went through, um, you know, not going to work two and a half years ago and the government literally handing out money, which was not painful for, for anyone. Now we have to pay the price. And if we continue to to bring money into the system and print money and, and just give it out, then you can expect more inflationary pressures to take place. The other thing I just want to mention, Dan, is the U.S. dollar continues to be very, very strong. And as that continues to gain strength, which it can, there's not a lot of resistance from where it's at to where it could go. And if that continues to happen, that means domestic products will cost more money, which, you know, it, it just... It furthers the inflationary cycle. Yes, imports become a little bit cheaper so long as the supply chain allows them to to come here. But if that doesn't happen, you know, then we've got domestic products we're paying a lot more money for, which increases, you know, prices. It increases wages. It, and, you know, inflation then becomes a lot more difficult to deal with. So adding, you know, three and a half, four billion dollars to the problem doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You can see where this is trending. Now, we'd love to know, how is this market, how is this landscape affecting you? Have you had to put up a home for sale? Are you thinking about buying because you've seen opportunities? Comment below. We'll always respond. And thanks, as always, for watching and listening. Have a great day. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.